Okay, we are here. We're here. I We're missed doing you. It. I know, I missed you too. Dude, a lot has happened. <laughs> like, a lot. A lot, a lot. Like you had a baby. I had a baby girl. Woo! Yeah. She's really cute. Also, this is crying amazing crazy. I'm Mel. I'm Del. We did it. We did it. Yay. Yay. So last time I almost broke a chair sitting right? on it when I was pregnant, and this time I'm almost like not breaking a chair, but very uncomfortably because my whole body is sore from oh. holding a baby all day. But uh, on yeah. the outside, I feel liberated right now. This is my first outing. Like, yeah, Mama's big day out. <laughs> I'm so weak. I can't even cheers. <gasps> there Yay, we go. Yay, we did it. As our bottles explode. Yay. This um, non-alcoholic Odules is really so good. So good. I love drinking non-alcoholic beer for the flavor. Yeah, it's I love so, it. It's so good. <laughs> How have you been? I don't know. I feel like the same. Like I was trying to think of like things to tell you in this segment and then I just wrote like not much to report on (laughs) it's just been holidays and family stuff and fires and (laughs) yeah you didn't bring a human into this no (laughs) just been you know date nights working yeah eating too much I've been just taking care of a baby I will say (laughs) that um yeah my baby is six weeks old and what I will say is that you don't really realize that literally your whole life is about a baby, feeding. A person. No, yeah. breastfeeding. Yeah. It's like, that's like motherhood is breastfeeding. Yeah. Or like, if you're not breastfeeding, probably making formula yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time. Um, it's insane. I feel like that's like all, that's like all me and my husband talk that's about what, is like my titties. Feeding and pooping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my baby's poops and my boobs. These are, this is all we talk about it's now. Fun. It's, it's good, really good fun. It's really fun. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I had sent, so we all, you know, we all know that we dig Mr. Rogers. We've talked about him a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast in particular, um, we've mentioned a famous quote that is often used in disaster or post disasters right. or tragedies, mm-hmm. which is, you know, look for the helpers. Look for um, the helpers. Yeah. That's the abbreviated version of it. Yeah. But essentially that's what it is. Like when there's, <clears throat> when tragedy strikes, look for the helpers. There's always people helping. Right. And so I stumbled upon this article, which I shared with um, Delaine. And did you get a chance to look at I it? I did. And I loved that she wrote to me, we could talk about this dumbass article. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I served it up. I, I clearly was like <laughs> biased. And, <laughs> and then I like look at the title, which is, it's in the Atlantic and it's the Fed is- it's the fetishization. That's really hard. Fetishization. Oh my god, that's really hard to say. The fetishization of Mister Rogers' helpers quote. Yeah. Um, turning, turning the reassuring line for children into a meme for adults should make everyone uncomfortable. By Ian Bogost. First of all, though, he looks like Martin Starr. I thought the same thing. <laughs> Bogost, dude. And Bogost, fuck yourself. As Gilfoyle. Yeah. So, like, as I'm, like, reading it, I just, like, I'm imagining that, like, Gilfoyle from Silicon Valley wrote this. 
<laughs> it kind of like the way it was structured was like basically how you would, it was like, it's like reminds me of when you learn how to write an essay and they're mm-hmm. like, supporting <laughs> sentence, support. I don't know. It was just like, yeah, yeah, therefore, yeah. Right, right, right. We should all be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, second of all, in the words of Dwight K. Schrute, false. This article is false. Yeah, fake news. I don't like it. Yeah. I um, think the Atlantic kind of, they have a history of posting like, Kind of like dumb. Yeah. And like I was I was looking, I don't know if you looked at other articles that he had written, but oh it was God. all like takedowns of like I hate that. things that people enjoy. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, Guilfoyle, like yeah. whatever. Thank you, white male, for ex- mansplaining to me how I'm supposed to feel after events. But I guess, yeah, like the gist of the article was that we shouldn't use this quote as a band-aid and that adults should be the people doing the good. Um, and that it's a dangerous statement because, um, it was meant for preschoolers and we're not preschoolers. Right. I don't know (laughs) if the word dangerous is really appropriate, but he used it several times throughout the article. Yeah. Like I said, it's like broken up in sections and each section is like, it's dangerous. Yeah. And here's why. But it's not even why. Right, right, right. It's not even a why. He just can be like, and this should make you uncomfortable. Here's a, why this is a hundred percent not accurate. Like I, th- I, I think I under, like I get what he's saying, but I think it's important to remember that like the world is not totally terrible, and I feel like he wants us to just like be hopeless and view the world as its terrible self. Right, and one of the reasons that he also gives, which I think is total bullshit, <laughs> is um, he says like also Confused. some people you know might misinterpret. Uh, helpers and what that means. Like as if like some people might interpret helpers as like... Good guys with a gun. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right right now? Right, right. I don't think like Proud Boys are fucking sharing a Mr. Rogers quote. (laughs) Exactly. And being like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, besides, without putting a little help within, I mean, a hope within ourselves when some like bad shit happens, like how are we supposed to ensure or like let the youth know and let them be helpful if we're not showing that. Right. Well, so. and you, like hope is motivational too. Like exactly. you need hope in order to like get yourself off the fucking couch. Right. Too. And the world would get pretty bleak pretty quick if we all just, you know, forgot about hope. <laughs> yeah. So Ian, um, Bogost, like I said, Bogost. Yeah. Fuck yourself. <laughs> He was saying that, like, you as, a, as an adult, like, we should be the ones helping. And it's like, well, I can't help a mass shooting in a different state that I'm learning about after it's happened. Right. The way that I help myself is by looking to people that inspire hope and then acting either with money or calls totally. or whatever. So, yeah, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we just had to get that off of our chest. Because we love that Mr. Rogers yeah, quote. And I think who cares? Like let people share it. Like right. fuck it. And like if I wanna be in the mindset of a preschooler for a few minutes, like good for me. Like at least right. I can still tap into that part of myself. Right. And maybe the last time I was safe and comfortable is when I was a preschooler. So if that's where I need to go to get there, then fuck off. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Yeah. Going back to things we've talked about Mm. before, I also wanted to mention something that's been bugging me Mm. or piquing my interest. 
A bee but, in your bonnet. <laughs> what? A bee in your bonnet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've noticed that in the queer eye. Okay, I'm talking about queer eye. <laughs> Here we go. Back so to queer I've eye. noticed that in like all like publicity shoots or like photos of the Fab Five, uh-huh. Anthony is by himself. And also, like, if you follow, I, I don't really? know, do you follow them on social media? Just JVN and maybe that's it. You don't follow Tan? Oh, I well, don't, I don't, but I need Tan. to. I don't follow Tan. Anyway, I follow yeah. JVN and Bobby Burke. And I so feel like I need to follow all of them. Bobby and... Um, I hated one. <laughs> and wait. Karamo. Karamo. <laughs> Bobby and Karamo are like BFFs. Like he, he, oh, like weird. in his stories, he's always like <clears throat> just with Karamo. And uh, also JVN and Tan. was just with Tan. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. like what's up with An- Anthony? Like he's yeah. the odd man out. He's like, a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, he is the fifth wheel. And why? So I was just wondering why they did that and they didn't have like a Aww. six... Yeah. Sexy six or something like that. <laughs> That's even better. Because who's hanging out with Anthony? Is he an asshole? No. Maybe just because like he he's, only he's listens to the strokes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because his favorite band in the whole wide world he's is way the too strokes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just was That's funny. I, was I never noticed that. I didn't <clears throat> dive into it and try and research it. But, but I feel just... like sometimes he always jumps on, like, JVN and Tan's banter, like, inserts himself into it. Well, who wouldn't? <laughs> and it's, like, a little bit like, oh, he just wants to be a part of He's it, He's like too. the little bro. Yeah. He might... He... He actually might be way younger. Yeah. Yeah. We should investigate. All right. (laughs) We will investigate and get back to you guys. Breaking news. Teardily. Yeah. Speaking of social media, we um, recently posted on our Instagram Mm. stories asking people what they had cried about this past week. Yeah. And a lot of people posted or shared things with us and we shared them on our Instagram story. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing this periodically, so keep checking back on Instagram and... At crying amazing crazy. Good job. (laughs) Good job. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> um, but there was one listener who she wanted to, sh- she shared us mm-hmm. um, her response via text to yeah. Dell. And we kind of wanted to jump off of what she was saying to yeah. share our own experiences. Totally. But do you, do you have her text or do oh, you yeah. want to share what she uh, sent yeah. you? Yeah. So this is um, a dear former coworker that I'm proud to say I'm still friends. She said, saw your Insta poll about crying. Didn't fill it out because I'm a lurker and don't really participate in hip things. That's not true. She's the hippest person I know. (laughs) Anyway, here's my answer. I got chewed out by a patron over the phone for a solid 25 minutes yesterday. She was pissed that she got called by our telefunding. She said, we're breaking the law, not true, and that she was considering reporting us to the FTC. Well, lady, go right ahead. I normally have a thicker skin. I've been chewed out dozens of times from when I worked in retail, but I've just been so frustrated with work and experiencing post-holiday depression that I cracked. After I got off the phone with her, I went to the lobby to cry. That's my crying story. Aww. Been there. Been there, done that. I used to, yeah, go out into the lobby, into the fancy Mad Men bathroom to cry all the time. (laughs) When you worked at a... Yeah. An arts... Yeah, an arts organization, and it was from the, you know, it was built in the 60s, so it has that vibe. But yeah, it was a beautiful bathroom to cry in, but um, yeah. That sounds very, yeah, that sounds, I don't know why that makes me think of like the Valley of the Dolls or something. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, definitely I've cried at work a lot. Did you, do you look at yourself in the mirror when you cry like Dana? No. (laughs) 
Dane Cook talked about in his stand-up a long time ago. I feel like I would just start laughing if I saw myself. I think I did when I was a teenager. Um, probably, Because, like, yeah. I, had, I had mirror closets. Oh, yeah. So, like, I couldn't help but look at myself all day. <laughs> <laughs> Through all the emotions I was looking at myself. I feel like I'm such an ugly crier that... Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, like I probably was looking to see like, how do I look when I cry? And then I was like, oh God, don't don't ever do that in public, which is why I always run to the bathroom because <laughs> like no one needs to see that. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of funny because my daughter looks a lot like my husband, but we, but like Chris and I are like, when she's crying, we're like, oh, she looks like you. <laughs> she only looks like me when she's crying. That's amazing. Her face turns into my face. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. I but think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because she was in you when we were recording. So she's like mm. on the Crying Amazing Crazy bandwagon. She is. Dude, we need to make her some like merch. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> she could be our like. <laughs> she could be like our mascot. Totally. Yeah. She can model stuff. Let's do I it. haven't posted a picture of her yet because I'm scared of people turning it her into a meme or something. Oh. <laughs> So she's just on my private Instagram account. I don't know. Don't meme my baby. Yeah. Don't meme my baby.com. Um, yeah. When I, there's been a couple times where I've like customers have made me cry like in past jobs, like when I've worked in customer service. Yeah. And I think this is a really good reminder during the holiday season. Totally. Like, especially with like seasonal employees or whatever, like yeah. be patient with them. Like it fucking sucks to work yes. over the holidays. For don't sure. be an asshole. Yeah. Even if you're stressed from the holidays, like don't take it out on the people that ha- are like basically working when you get to have the time off. Right. Pack your patience, people. Pack your patience. Pack your patience. <clears throat> um, yeah. I was working at a restaurant one time. Um, I was a hostess and at this restaurant in Ventura and this old woman was sitting at a table and she would just like kept looking at me Uh-oh. and like watching me while I was working and stuff. And I kept Weird. thinking like, did I forget to get their water or something? Cause mm-hmm. usually I get their drinks like when I would see yeah. them. And then she like finally called me over and she had like this smirk on her face oh, no. and I was like, hi, yeah, can I help you? And she's yeah. like, I've watched you Ew. for several minutes walk past a cloth napkin on the ground without picking it up. Oh, my God. And you said, bitch, I ain't a bus boy. <laughs> I know. I was like, um, oh, I didn't see it, you know. And then I'm she busy. was like, oh, you saw it. <gasps> I saw you look at it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know what to Whoa. say because it, it kind of blew my mind. That's pretty crazy. And also she was just being like so cunty, you right. know, about it. <laughs> and um, she was like, like, no joke. She's like... Somebody could have tripped on it and really hurt themselves. I'm so sure. Yeah. But I, I cried. I went in the bathroom uh, and cried. Well, I mean, she's like chewing you out for something that's so dumb. Yeah. Well, and also like I just like have this narcissistic thing where I like think that all old ladies love me. <laughs> and so like when an old lady is mean to me, it like really hurts my feelings. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like I had another time when I was working at a nonprofit, well, where I'm working now. Mm-hmm. And this old lady, I was working on doing a story about her, like, getting her in the news because she was, like, one of our oldest members, Uh right? And she was having, like, this milestone anniversary of her membership. And so I was working with her, and knowing that she's very old, I was trying to... Mm -hmm. She was, like, 100, right? So I'm, like, trying to do something that would be really convenient for her, like, have the cameras 
come, it was like local news, right, right. come to something she's already doing, like right. not set up a separate thing, which yeah. she, she didn't want me to do that. She's like, I don't want that. I don't want that. And I said, okay, well, why don't we, Sheesh. what would you like? She's like, well, we can go to this garden where I volunteer at. And so I was like, kind of like trying to work on yeah, like yeah. all these moving parts, like getting girls to right. come. Cause you know, a we, camera crew. Yeah, yeah. We need all this stuff. And then, um, I called her to like tell her, okay, it's it. And the other thing also about local news too, is it's like, we can plan as much as we can, right. but they can flake day out. Right, right. So um, I called her and I said, okay, I think we're going to be able to make it happen in like two weeks. Yeah. And all of a sudden she just turned around and was like, you are extremely rude. I'm bending over backwards. Whoa. Like you're like, you're like pulling me in this way and that way. And like, I was like, oh, well it's local news. Like I can't really like, yeah. I can only like say maybe we can make it work. And she was like, I'm old. And she was like, oh my God. Old people have zero chill. Yeah. So I started crying after that. Cause Aww. I was like, I'm just trying to share your story. Yeah. And I think you're really cool. Aww. So yeah, anyways. I, I worked at, in a bakery for like five years, different ones. And so, like, during the holidays, it was bananas and people, you know, I'm work, I'm helping a customer and this other customer is, like, yelling at me because they want something right now immediately and just, like, trying to juggle all that and, mm-hmm. like, still, like, service with a smile. But I just remember this one time, this lady, I don't know if I've already told this, maybe I have, this lady brought back a cake and was, like, super pissed. They had, It was, like, a sheet cake. I don't think he's told <clears throat> Okay. I've never heard this. Okay. It was like a sheet cake and they'd eaten over half of it and she brought it back and it had like a perfectly placed black hair across the top of the cake and it was really <laughs> long and she came over and was like bitching at me and I was like, you know, I was like, first of all, like no one that works here has long black hair. You said that? Yeah. And I was like, you and your daughter do. <clears throat> you said that? Yeah. I was like pissed and then she's like screaming for my manager and so I was like I'm out of here and I just like went in the back room but like she was like still like cussing me out from the front counter and so like I was like bagging rolls in the back and like I just started throwing them out the front like so she would just see rolls like flying past that's like from a movie that's like a rom-com and then I was like so scared I was gonna get fired I was just like and then her handsome (laughs) son comes in and and he's like excuse me excuse me miss and then it's like yeah twinkle eyes Meg Ryan's there for some reason (laughs) riding a bike (laughs) riding a bike with her arms outstretched when her eyes closed bike of shame So anyway, like the manager came over and he was like my age and he was just like, okay, ma'am. And like refunded her money. And I was like crying because I was so pissed. Like she's winning. Like that's totally fake, you know? Yeah. And then I was so scared I was going to get fired. But then this other customer came up and was like, excuse me, I was standing here and saw the whole thing. That lady was so rude. This young girl did nothing wrong. And I was just like, oh my God. So now... I try if I have time. Like when I see people being assholes, plus mm. I just I just love to intervene too and tell people like back off you asshole. So heroic bystander. Totally. Yeah. Like I love that. And and I love too like going afterwards and saying like no 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 no. That customer was an asshole. Like don't I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got you. I've been in retail yeah. and then you know, being out in public, just try to always be like super patient and nice. Yeah. Even if it like fucks me over I know I do I'm like I don't know what they're going through like yeah you know what I mean I'm like somebody like a server has to basically like 
fucking spit in my food for me to not tip. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like always going to tip. Yeah. Like, if I have like the worst, shittiest service, I, I'm like, okay, 15% instead yeah, of yeah, 20 yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, or whatever. Right, right. Maybe 10% if yeah. it's really bad. But yeah. I always tip 20 or more percent. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard out there, guys. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice to everybody. So are we ready to talk about things that made us cry? Yes, I think so. I think you go because you have probably more. Okay. So um, stuff that has made me cry. Um, I feel like the things that I'm bringing today kind of have a theme of husbands, refugees, and baked goods. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, that's like a running theme through all of them. Husbands, refugees, and baked goods. I have refugees and Ted Danson's a husband so yeah <laughs> Ted oh yeah he's a sweet husband he's too awesome. yeah what if they get, ever got divorced that would be one that would be but you know I wouldn't be surprised because shit like everyone. that every damn day everyone's a disappointment guys yeah. <laughs> divorce every day yeah so <laughs> okay so for me uh, stating the obvious I have to say like seeing my husband with my daughter has yeah. made me cry a lot because Aww. Um, he's so sweet with her and he's a really great dad and he like loves when he comes, like I hear, I've heard, well on forums, cause now I'm like looking at mom forums, <laughs> which I need to stop because there's some yeah. fucking crazy moms out there Yeah, is, oh, he just texted me right now about her. <laughs> okay. That's distracting. Um, anyways, when, when he comes home from work and I'm like mm-hmm. really tired yeah, from like yeah. being with her all day, yeah. even though he has like a very labor intensive work, he's totally. like, he like is bummed if she's sleeping when he gets home because oh, wow. he like wants to hold her and like yeah, yeah. change her diaper and like play with her and he's like always willing to do that and so it's yeah. really sweet. You should if you don't already follow Laura is a somebody. She's the mom that like dresses her baby as um different characters while she's napping and has like a book out about her. Anyway, she just had another a second baby and is like will post like videos of her like doing weird things to her baby's face like trying to wake her up like wake up i just want to play <laughs> Wait, with you it? like her handle is laura is iz okay but her last name's like is a comma or something like that cool i'll have to look it but yeah, yeah she's really funny and like i feel like she had a baby like maybe three weeks ago or something but anyway i started following her when she had her first baby and would like dress it up for like during nap time oh oh yes i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. is she asian yeah, oh, the baby's Asian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then but like now <clears throat> the older baby Joey is like three, so it's like, I mean she's cute, but like she can talk and like whatever. She's just like a kid now. So like she had a second baby, and I'm like, yeah, I'm back into it because <laughs> baby mode again. Yeah. As a side note, I don't know how the fuck people can like do those pictures of their babies dressed up because yeah. honestly. It's so hard to take, like, pictures, and I feel like, oh, like, yeah. real talk, like, I kind of feel like it's, like, all, like, motherhood, at least for me, it, and I think this is normal, it's, like, you're just trying to, like, do things all day to, like, mm-hmm. make it so they don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> don't like, cry, that's, cry, like, all cry. you're doing. So it's, like, I don't really want to, like, even, like, risk having her start yeah. freaking out because I just, like, don't want to cry. Well, she does, like, this arm drop test Well, she'll, like, pick up their oh, arm. yeah. And if, like, they just, like, drop it back down, then she knows, like, okay, I can, like, put clothes on and then, like... That's true. And she doesn't, like, put them on all the way. She, like, tucks them, you know. Oh, Anyway, yeah. I've watched a lot, like, every single one of her videos. So, like, behind the She's scenes. She's really good, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I remember looking at that. She even, like, while she was, like, giving birth was, like... 
instead of storying about shit. Oh, my shit. God. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. It's I so mean, hard. It's really yeah. hard to, like, compare compare yourself to other people, too. I'm kind of, like, dealing with that a little bit I right was going to say, like... I have another friend who, when she had her first baby, like... Postpartum. Yeah, like postpartum and like looking at like all the moms be perfect on social media was like making her feel worse. So like when she had her second baby, she like did a social media blackout for the first three months. That's a good idea. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not going to look at moms. I'm not going to like even like look up anything because she's just like, I just need to deal with my own world. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's really hard, like especially like... Um, it's really challenging. She's so young. Like she's only six weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah. But like, I'm such like a busy person. I want to like take her places right, and do this, right. but I have to like be patient because she's not really ready for prime time, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like, but I get so, I get so like, I can, I compare myself. Like I see other people and I'm like, I wonder how old their baby right, is. Like yeah. they have a picture of them and they're like right. out in the fucking, they're World. like doing all kinds of stuff with right, their baby right. and their baby's all happy. And, yeah. You know? And I'm just yeah. like. My baby's barely starting, well, and this is normal, barely starting to do, like, her social smiling. Right, You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. she's just kind of, like, just getting into her personality. Yeah. So I have to, like, it's been a lesson in patience and also, like, a lesson in, like, being okay with kind of, like, being bored. Yeah. <laughs> because also you're just, like, sitting there with, like, like breastfeeding, mm-hmm. which is, like, you can't, like, move around. You can't around. do other stuff. Like, my baby doesn't really like to, she doesn't really love being in, like, Oh, like a, a sling. Yeah. Like I, which by the way, those wraps that people do, like <laughs> it takes like a fucking hour to put it on you. So by the time you put, I've successfully carried around in it twice, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. but like, I feel like by the time, like I yeah. fucking put it all on, like she's like, over she's it. like over it. She's like, I don't, I'm not tired. Like I don't, I want my legs and arms to be free. Yeah, you know? yeah, she's yeah. not a, she doesn't like to be swaddled and stuff. So anyways, mom, yeah, rant, but also, I was going to say, like, the way that these moms do it is because they're getting paid to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sponsorships. That's yeah. true. Anyway. That's true. So Anyways. don't feel too bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was my, that's just my little shout out to my hubby, Chris. Oh. But um, what about you? Yeah. So I think you mentioned refugees. Yes. And um, get to that. obviously the migrant caravan is, like, yeah. making me cry every day. And then it rained here a few days ago, and then they're just out there in the rain, and their little camps are getting flooded and washed away, and they're already miserable, and then here comes a downpour. So just, like, really hard to, like, think about. And I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this to my friend. Like, last weekend I went on a hike, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this, like, the beginning of the hike. And then I was like, buck up, fat ass. Like, at least you're not hiking like walking thousands of miles in flip flops with your baby, like just get up the hill. Like it's not. And then I got all like, it was a very emotional hike. I was just like thinking of the migrants and like crying while I was hiking. <laughs> and then there's like all these annoying, like rich white ladies. I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So like we all know the horrific activity that's happening, <clears throat> but they recently, I think, a couple of days ago, they all like a bunch of volunteer, a bunch of volunteers went out to help and they like set up a free screening outside of Coco. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so like just reading an article about, you know, it's heartening that for one night the caravan can enjoy a movie put on by people who want to help. So just, you know, and then like reading, you know, the response was really like warm and like we just got to feel normal and like enjoy something with our children for two Mm -hmm. hours. And, you know, so 
anyway, look for them helpers. <laughs> I know that's what I was going to say. I was like, Delane, your fetishization of this. Of people doing kind things yeah. is not Our right. entire podcast is like, like fetishization <laughs> of whatever. Kind people. Yeah. Like I'm just supposed to. Well, so apparently I should have gone down there and like done something for yeah. these people other than giving money. So mm. whatever. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> We're still very mad at that. Anyway. What if he, like, writes... What if he somehow finds this podcast and, like, <laughs> sends us a scathing, like, rebuttal? Oh, that would make my whole life. That would be amazing. That'd I would be love that. I'd be like, come on the show. Yeah. We'll have to buy a third microphone, but come on down. <laughs> and a new... B-Y-O-M, whatever this <laughs> Bring your own mic. Bitch. Actually, yeah. Shout out to anyone that wants to be a guest on this show. If yeah. you have your own microphone, but you are new- fucking... Oh, we need a splitter. <laughs> If you have your own microphone and inbox audio, <laughs> like thingy, three plugs. yeah, with three plugs, please, you're welcome. Be a guest. <laughs> yeah, be a guest. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so my next thing is really fucking sad. Yeah, so switching gears a little bit, and then I'll bring it lighter at yeah. the end. But this NPR piece was fucking gut wrenching. So, um, the headline is separated by fire man launches wrenching search for his wife. No. Um, and this is related to the campfire in yeah. uh, paradise, but essentially um, it's a beautifully written piece, mm-hmm. but it's about um, just like, I actually only read it. I didn't listen to it. So I can imagine oh, yeah. listening to it would right. be even worse, but there's like a disclaimer at the beginning of the story. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. this is disturbing. I think I like pulled it up on my screen at work and then I was like, just kidding. I don't want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I read it aloud to Chris. I just started crying when I got to the end. But essentially, this wonderful man who's uh, an elementary school teacher, Jim Knaver or Mm -hmm. Naver. Sorry, I didn't Mm -hmm. listen to it, so I don't know. But it's K-N-A-V-E-R. He is an elementary school teacher, and his wife is disabled. I think she's a nurse. But... They had their house totally fireproof. They did all the things that you should do. Yeah. They raked the forest. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Those Home Depot forest rakes. <laughs> yeah. No, but they, you know, they were all prepared. They're used to this. Um, it's very common out there and mm-hmm. up in the valley. But anyways, he went to work up uh, in Chico, which is right the next, mm. the biggest city next to right. Paradise. You know, he started hearing about the fires. So when he left work to come back, well, before he went to work, he told his wife, like, okay, here's the plan like going if you know things get crazy like doesn't seem like this fire is getting close because it was like way before right he's like you can go to the neighbors or go in the clearing again she's disabled so it's like he basically tries to come back in to the fire when it starts getting crazy and the chp officer would not let him back into paradise because it was like crazy and he was like no my wife's in there my (sighs) wife's in there but he said i told the um chp officer my wife is disabled she doesn't have a car and she doesn't have a cell phone and she's not going to leave without the dogs and cats (sighs) and i really need to get up there to get her and he goes turn that truck around no one's getting up there oh my god so for five days he searched the shelters to find her and then finally he was able to go back in. Right. That's smoldering right there. Still smoldering. That, that was the tow yard. All those yard cars towed. Well, there's some that didn't Weird. get burned. Some didn't get burned. Yeah, it's yeah. the same hit or miss. And I'm just praying that my wife and 
dogs and cats are in a, one of the untouched homes. Would As happens in wildfires, the devastation here is haphazard. The Big O Tire Shop stands, an antique store and restaurant are burned to the ground. Across the street, a convenience store is melted into an unrecognizable mass. As neighbor drives, he loses track of where he is because nothing looks like paradise anymore. This house is gone. Not good. This is your neighbor? This is, yeah, we'll be coming to my house in a couple minutes. Okay, their house their is house standing. standing. That's incredible. Please, God, let Tony be and the animals be in the house. And then neighbor turns the final corner. That's my driveway. Oh, my house is gone. Oh, my God, my whole house is gone. Oh, no, I don't think my wife made it out. The following day, Jim Neighbor gets a terrible phone call from the coroner's office. Search dogs discovered remains at his home, believed to belong to his wife of 43 years, Anna Irene Hastings known by our friends and family as Tony. So fucking sad. I mean, could you imagine how <clears throat> shitty he feels like that the, he, I don't know. Right, that he... That the CHP officer was like, you can't go up there. And right. Uh, I don't was, know why they don't just let them. I'm like, if somebody I mean, wants to risk their life to save somebody, right. just let them. Yeah, but it's right? because this country's fucking litigious and, like, they would get sued constantly and oh. it's fucking lame. But, yeah... That's fucked up. Because I just figure if they want to risk their life and there's a chance that he might right, save her. Right, And, like, does he really want to, like, go on without her? I mean, that's pretty morbid, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're, like, they were married 43 years. They're, I think she, she's must not be, I think they're elderly, obviously, yeah, yeah. 43 right. years. Um, <laughs> I gotta be at least 60 something. Anyways, so that story was Aww. completely, also because I was reading it and I didn't know that it was going to turn out that way in the oh, end. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of like holding on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like following him through his search and right. then the ending just like, I started crying Broke when I was heart. reading out yeah. loud. Ugh. Chris was like, we were both like, just, yeah. it was awful. Anyway, so um, our heart goes out to all the campfire people and yeah, all the folks that are affected by the fires in California right yeah, now. It's pretty seriously. Donate if you can. Five yeah. bucks. Skip a latte. It's mm-hmm. not just yeah, whatever you can. Yeah. Well I'm gonna play this <clears throat> Instagram clip from Ted Danson. He was in danger in Honduras. They threatened to kill him. He's only eight years old. At this point I don't really care what happens to me. I just want my son to be safe. But I also want to be with my son. I just want my son. Is he reading a letter from somebody? Yeah, he's reading a <clears throat> a quote from a father that, you know, it, was, it wasn't a part of this um, caravan, but still a refugee, like, trying to make it into America and, like, having to go through this awful administration's um, process for that. But anyway, it's it was um, to support the group KIND, which is kids in need of defense so he posted it on his instagram and there was a lot of other actors that did it and they were just like reading statements from parents That's very um yeah. it's very powerful yeah so anyway i like was i, I loved ted damson so much i like follow him on everything and and so that made me cry one morning that was like one of the first things i saw and and then i'll Alternatively, there's also an amazing clip on social media of Ted Danson learning how to do that floss dance. Oh, God. I hate that dance. <laughs> it's like on set of The Good Place. and You know <clears throat> what? Like, the actor- kids, like, okay, little kids do that, like, at the grocery yeah. store. They're, like, doing everywhere. it fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. 
it's yeah but anyway it's like really cute because he's trying to learn how to do it but you know he's an old man so like it's not right at all but it who just started that dance it well, was it that little kid from Katy perry's videos it, or whatever that's what like brought it to the forefront and made but he it didn't like invent it no obviously i'm sure it probably came from either black or queer culture yeah, and it was, was like appropriated and like brought to Katy Perry's attention. Speaking of that, sorry, I know I'm <laughs> cutting okay. off, but it's really just in response <clears throat> to your Ted Danson mm-hmm. video. I feel like it's kind of fucked that people would take those letters seriously if read by like a white dude. Right. Like right, a white right, dad. Right. Because when you first hear it yeah. and you don't know the context, you're like, yeah. oh. like when Holy you first shit. played it for me, I was yeah. like, until he said Honduras, I was right. like, oh my God, where's Ted Danson's son? Right. right. Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that's, you know, how white people can help with their privileges to like bring things to the masses. Yeah. So good on Ted Danson. Yes. He's a swell dude. Um, I love him so much. Yeah. Rocking the silver fox. Yeah, look. he is. <laughs> He's one of those that looks better with age. Totally. You yeah, know? yeah. He looked kind of weird and goofy in the eighties. Like, yeah. On Cheers. He kind of like <laughs> his face reminds me of. Um, this is really fucked up of me. But... <laughs> Remember that show from like the 90s that was like Beauty and the Beast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like smooth lion face. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Love you, Ted. <laughs> we love you so much. Also, God, donate I to Kind love, if you can. <laughs> I would love to watch that show. Yeah. Oh my god, we should watch that show. How can we watch it? I feel like it's got to be streaming somewhere. Like everything. I got is time on now. my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like watching a lot of mindless stuff because. Oh yeah. I can't watch like, like pay attention stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stuff that needs your attention. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my next story has to do with a refugee living in Orange County. So I, you probably saw this story because I. Well, I don't know. I feel like it got shared all over the place, but uh-huh. I think it was a CBS story originally, like a local news story that just kind of like caught fire. But uh-huh. um, customers buy out donut shop early oh, every day yeah. so owner can be with his sick wife. I so love husband, that. Sweet husband. Okay. <sighs> this is so, so good. So good. Yeah. This, um, people doing good. Are people doing good? Yeah, exactly. People doing good. People doing good. And fetishiza- fetishization. <laughs> or fetishizing. God. Fetishization. Okay. So Donut City in Seal Beach. Um, the owner of that donut shop is John Chan. Um, C-H-H-A-N. Anyways, he's a refugee from Cambodia. Him and his wife came here three decades ago in 1979. Okay, John and his wife, Stella, have both been working side by side together for three decades mm-hmm. for this at this donut shop that they own. And recently, Stella had a brain aneurysm. And so customers were noticing that she wasn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And when they asked about it and found out why, mm-hmm. um, they wanted to actually create like a GoFundMe right, for him, right. but he didn't want that. Yeah. So, He's um, a proud immigrant. Yeah. And he, he said all he wants is just to like be able to get time, yeah. Yeah, time and go spend time with her as she's recovering. Also, and so, they work seven days a week, like always. They're yeah. always open. So just the two of them working hard. Yeah. So what the customers do instead is they they all rally together to mm-hmm. buy out his donuts because that's when he could leave is when he right. sells out of donuts so that yeah. he 
yeah. can continue to make a living while he's doing this. Oh, I love it. So, like, they just basically park it in front of the donut shop, and they yeah. encourage everyone to buy a dozen donuts every time yeah. they come in so that he can quickly go spend time with his wife. I love that. I and love those people doing kind things. Yes. I love those people helping. I know. Me too. <laughs> I just... So that brought a tear to my eye. I thought yeah, that was so that's sweet. Really, that's a really cool thing, too, like, to not step, you know over somebody's boundaries about, you know, their own pride and what they want and to, like, come up with an alternate solution. Yeah. now he's still making his honest living, and that's just a really amazing gift. I love I love that story. Yes. Good job, Seal Beach. Yes. Um. So this next one, I don't know. It's, like, a two-minute one. <laughs> but basically, so, again, I love celebrities. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All celebrities? Just this other one. Actually, my last one is too. That's okay. Um, so for some reason, and I think it was in California, it must have been Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child and Nicole Richie, who I love and have loved since The Simpler Life. Oh, yeah. She's cool. She's so funny. She's... I, anyway, follow her on Instagram because she's hilarious. Um, she has these, like, chickens that are, like, very beautiful, fancy chickens and, like... They're her best friends, and, like, sometimes she puts them in little, like, couture outfits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they went around town and picked up elderly people to take them to the polls on Election Day in a party bus. Oh, that's and, so cool. And it was just, like, really cool because, like, you know, they would show up at people's houses, and, like, there's, like, a little clip from this Instagram. <laughs> And then they would like party in the bus on the way to the polls. This is so cool. So I love it. And like, I, I'm pretty sure it was here, but I'm wondering. Yeah, I they're wearing the Katie Hill shirt. So that's oh, um, yeah, yeah, in yeah. like Santa Clarita area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like awesome celebrities and she helping. Won. Yay. So, yay. Also, high five on the blue wave, guys. It yay. happened. It I happened. know. That was awesome. That was really great. Everyone did it. Because Good job. Of women. <laughs> so. Vaginas. <laughs> foreign vaginas. Pussy power. <laughs> Pussy Pussy power. Um, Pussy power to the people. So anyway, I just love that like so many celebrities were taking their time to go out and like make this. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people like pull. And like like, I've never seen it in midterms like this. Never. Yeah. And Edgar did um, polling in Gil Cisneros' district. Oh, good for him. And both times he went, there was like a bunch of celebrities out there with him. Not like his partner, but like at the event to mm-hmm. go polling in the neighborhood. So just like, that's awesome. And yeah. like, you know, people Instagramming about it and bringing it to attention and hopefully inspiring others to go out and vote. And yeah. Anyway, good job, Nicole Richie and Kelly Rowland. Yeah. And tears for Beto. Tears for Beto. Who maybe I want Beto him to be <laughs> I know. Dude, Dude, he's got the power. Like, there was Beto signs, like, in people's yards over here in and L.A. And Beyonce fucking. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I wish she would have done it sooner. She did it, like, like, last, like yeah. last minute. I know. But anyway, that he, 
It was fucking close. Yeah. It put a fire under Ted's, Ted's Zodiac Killer's ass. I mean, hopefully he is doing something with that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you so. should follow. Do you follow him on Instagram? Beto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His Instagram stories are just him cooking now, <laughs> baking. He's a good baker. His family's so cute. I haven't, well, I haven't looked at him since oh. we lost, really. He just, like, bakes stuff. Yeah, that's cute. He's like, I'm going to just eat the pain away. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sweet. But, yeah, hopefully we'll see his face again. And, yeah, I'm excited to see who the possible 2020 contenders might be because it's, it's, uh, oh, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. She, uh, I, I don't know if she's done any, like stuff but i know elizabeth warren's done a few things that make people think oh really yeah Hmm. um and then there's this guy eric solwell or solowell or something like that and i saw him on bill maher and he's like a very like kennedy-esque looking guy and i was like that guy's so familiar and then i remembered like two years ago i went to this student loan debt forgiveness thing and he was one of the presenters like working mm-hmm. as like a congressman lobbying like for our rights and like because he had a similar story of like being the first in his family to go to college and getting all this debt and then like realizing he can't even live his life because he has all this crazy debt so like <clears throat> you know really working to change that system so anyway if he like rises up in the ranks i think he'd be a good dude but anyway. what was his name Eric Solowell or Sol... Anyway. Some fucking dude. Some fucking Kennedy-looking white yeah. guy. But, you know, it might just have to be a white guy this next time yeah. to, like, defeat the Probably. Cheeto. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be too... Ex- all the racists. Yeah. Now that we yeah, know yeah. fucking how many. Right. Now that's all out in the open. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my next one is has to do with refugees as well. Mm. Again. So it was a Huffington Post piece, and it was talking about how this church in the Netherlands held a continuous worship service to prevent a family's deportation. Whoa. So basically, in the Netherlands, Dutch police aren't allowed to enter churches during church services. Wow. So what they did is they're... They're basically housing a family of asylum seekers. They basically hang out in this room. They have people bring them groceries. Like, they live there. And then mm-hmm. in the main room, there's just, like, rotating pastors doing services 24-7. And they're doing it That's both as so a way bomb. to protect the family uh-huh. and also as a way to bring awareness mm-hmm. and start a dialogue and right, to try right. and, like, make this so that they don't get deported. Oh, my God. Um, That's so rad. Yeah, and I guess this has happened. This, like, method has happened 52 times in the Netherlands. Like, Whoa. this is something that people do. And I'm, like, so, getting chills. I know. It's so sweet. And they're, like, a huge, like, mm-hmm. Protestant church in the Netherlands. So it's, like, um, actually very powerful mm-hmm. that, like, the Protestant church in the Netherlands right. is, like, coming out and being, mm-hmm. like, these laws need to change. Because um, don't they have, like, the strictest immigration laws? Like, it's so hard to get in. I think they're pretty bad. Basically, yeah. what it says is that the government, for this family, they denied the family's asylum request and approved them for deporta- deportation, even though there's a law in place that allows children who have lived in the country for over five years to be eligible for residence um, permits. Mm-hmm. And uh, this family, they applied for a permit under that law, but they were denied according to the church. And so the right. church is trying to protect them. They're scared to go back to Armenia. That's where they're from because the father of the family has been threatened for his political activism. Oh, no. And so, yeah, so that's their situation. 
and there's a rotating array of 400 ministers um, and like townspeople or whatever (laughs) that come to help conduct the services. And the church says that about 3,500 visitors from all over the Netherlands have come to help support the family by just in a bunch of different ways. I love that. Yeah, so... Um, if, if a whole community is willing to, like, rise up for one family, like, mm-hmm. I think that's what's the most, like, moving part of it. Yeah. Like, they're willing to do this to protect one family. Well, and also to, like, try to change laws, but... Right. That's awesome. So I just thought that was the coolest story, and um, I, you know, I read it <clears throat> a couple days ago, um, so I haven't gotten the most latest update but i think they're still going yeah yeah um, as of today dude let's all just move to the netherlands and then like your baby can sleep in a box from the government (laughs) like it'll be awesome (laughs) yes so here's my last one also a celebrity cool i have one more too and her name is Michelle Obama. (laughs) so i went out and bought becoming michelle by michelle obama the day it came out, uh-huh. I went and, like, ran to the bookstore and picked it up. And I came home and, like, sat down and, like, you know, first thing I did was go to, like, the middle photo section. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And, like, just flipping through the photos and reading the captions, I was already, like, bawling. Like, oh, my uh... God. Like, this is going to be so moving and powerful. And <clears throat> I haven't gotten that far in it yet, but... It's a really good read. It's, like, yeah, it's so... It's just, yeah, it's her story and, like... She's just a normal person and had this really awesome, you know, um, background that made her who she is. So, it's And her dad has MS or her mom? <clears throat> her dad did, yeah. yeah. Or does. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't get that far. Yeah. But, yeah, and, like, just, you know, the, the, the story about her dad, you know, like, he was too proud to, like, give in to the disease and would just, like, go mm-hmm. on and, like, still, n- even after he was diagnosed, like, never missed a day of work after. Like, wow. he never missed a day of work ever and just, like, powering through it and not wanting, you know, sympathy for mm-hmm. it. So just, like, really, really good. And then also, you know, obviously she's on a press tour for it. And I don't know if you watched the episode with her on Ellen. I didn't see But it. I was laughing so hard. I was crying on that. Aww. Like, it was so fucking funny. The whole episode is just Michelle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they go to sign books at Costco. And, you know, Ellen's just being super goofy and wacky. And you can tell they're, like, legitimate friends because she's, like, you know, when they go low, we get hot because she's sniffing the markers. Oh. And she's like, when they go low, we get high. And she's trying to, like, make Michelle sniff oh a marker. And she's like, get that out of my face. Anyway, it's just really funny. Uh. And I lo- we yeah, I laughed so hard I was crying. And it was just, like, funny to see their friendship because it was really sweet. She's so real. I love her. Yeah. Not well, fake at all. Not at all. So my last one is just... Okay, again, sorry to be a broken record, yeah. but <laughs> as a as a mom at home with a newborn, you know, I, I, the things I'm watching on TV, the main thing that I've discovered <laughs> that is fucking awesome is the Great British Bake Show. Oh, have you ever watched it? N- no. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it. I mean, I love cooking and I love watching those shows, but then I just get so hungry. Dude, just watch it. Okay. Just watch it. Buy yourself some fucking cookies and yeah, watch yeah. it. Because it's so That's sweet. That's what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, somebody shared like an old article from like 2016, an old mm. NPR essay that somebody mm. had written like a 
basically pop culture commentary thing about the Great British Bake Show. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a PBS show, though, originally. Oh, okay. There's a ton of seasons. So this essay is called The Bun Also Rises, <laughs> Why We Love the Great British Bake Show. And what she talks about in the essay and what she's just basically echoing why I love the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to be so moved by the show. But the thing is, is it's a comp, it's a competitive right. baking show. Mm-hmm. But everyone is so fucking nice to each other (laughs) that it's, like, super soothing to watch and, like, makes you feel good. It's like you're watching somebody make a cake and they're, like, helping each other. That's how it was on Making It, Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler's show. Yeah, you should watch that. It's, like, very similar. Like, we're all here and we're happy and we're helping each other. And Yeah, that's that's what it was. I love it so much. And plus, since they're British, they, like, say really funny (laughs) things. Like, they'll be like... I quite like that. Like a judge would be like, <laughs> oh, I like that very much. You know? And whenever they give them like, you know, whenever they have, like they'll, the judges will try anything that they make. So like oh. if it's like, even if it's like they totally Awful. fucking ruin yeah. the challenge, like they were supposed to build a, a t- three tiered cake mm-hmm. and they only got like one sloppy tier, you know, right, they'll, right. they'll still try it. They oh, won't, nice. they won't be like, oh, yeah. you didn't do it right. or whatever. They'll always, and they'll say something nice. They'll be like, well, wow. you didn't get the three tiers, but yeah. it's a lovely chocolate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, yeah, that's they awesome. and then all, like the competitors are so kind with each other and help each other out. They're like, yeah. oh, here, let me help you um, finish that since I, I don't know. It's just yeah, like yeah, so yeah. fucking sweet that's and like awesome. so rare to see yeah. in reality TV. So this essay talks about that and the other thing that she also says that i thought was really sweet was like i'm gonna read like kind of a big chunk of it do it okay so there's almost never a contestant who seems like they'd be a disagreeable person to have lunch (laughs) with most are stealthily self-deprecatingly funny at times they congratulate each other on their successes and commiserate about struggles not in the manner of uplift uplift driven phonies but the way an Mm -hmm. ideal group of colleagues would they often nervously look to each other for advice how long are you baking this is yours sort of dry (laughs) i'm just hoping for the best we all do this right we fumble we ask friends for help we hope for the best unlike cooking which can often be fiddled um, with along the way checked and rechecked and iterated baking involves precision and a kind of prayer it's Mm -hmm. in the oven There's nothing you can do. You are hoping for success, and in its absence, you are hoping for support. For that reason, as television, the show is surprisingly stacked with genuine suspense. Will the tart come out of the pan? (laughs) When they slice into the cake, will it have the checkerboard pattern it's supposed to? What emerges over the course of the show is that it doesn't only have a style, it has an ethic. Mary and Paul, who are the judges, do not fall victim to the misdirection of to the misdirection of small but spe- spectacular looking mistakes. If the custard in the middle of whatever you're making doesn't quite set, the entire thing may collapse and run all over the counter. But they'll taste it anyway. <laughs> and they'll tell you that your custard not setting isn't necessarily a bigger mistake than anything else. It just looks worse. If you can't get your cake put together, they'll still taste the layer. You may not be out. Don't lose heart. Do not lose heart. Don't laugh, but this is life. In a way, as we all hope for it to be. You screw up, but not entirely. You see your hoped-for result dashed on the counter in a pile of goop, but someone says, I see what you put into this. I see what you intended. Someone you trust who is better than you are at, whatever you're trying to do, says, we both see what you did wrong. I can help you identify what you did right. 
you can you you still might lose. You still might go home crying with disappointment, but someone will have said, "Next time, take it out of the oven 5 minutes sooner and you'll really have something." It's a it's a show of such hope. I, I love know, that. So sweet. It makes me cry. I'm gonna watch it tonight. Yeah, it's just like a reminder, like that. There's, I don't know. It just makes me like when I watch it, I'm like, again, I'm like, there's nice people yeah. in the world, and, <laughs> and they're helping each other, especially like with reality TV, you For know. Sure. And it also kind of makes me want to just move to England. But right. I know that this is just a TV show. And yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, reality, stuff. like competition reality shows are so gross. Yeah, so it's really, really awesome when like. A nice one comes along. Yeah, it's it just makes you and it's funny because I just love this essay because it nails it because I'm like watching I'm like this is kind of like boring but I don't right. know why I'm so into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like oh it's because I'm like actually enjoying people being like jolly good frosting. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I just like enjoying people being like pleasant <laughs> and bit bit Cheerios. Yeah, totally. They're That's like awesome. it's a lovely meringue. All right. You say. <laughs> Which is probably true. We're going into it. This is a good one. This is a good song for the so ladies. Good. Yeah. And like, who doesn't love Lisa Loeb? Is it Loeb or Loeb? I think it's Loeb. I think it's Loeb too. I hope. We'll do a poll on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. There Even we though go. you can probably just Google it. <laughs> But we're lazy. (laughs) Let's hear the song in case you're dumb and don't know what we're talking about. Pretty good. So yeah, stay, aka I missed you. I missed you. <laughs> Came out in 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was... Um, Ethan Hawke was heavily involved in this. Yeah, he directed the video. Mm-hmm. Discovered he, her, essentially. Yeah, was like friends with her in college. Supposedly, they did not fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I think they were boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. secretly. Um, what a hot couple. Yeah. And it was... The end song of Reality Bites. Fun fact, right? I've never seen that movie. What? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> never seen that movie. And you're like a 90s babe? I know. Dude. I know. I know. Okay, we have to watch that. I know. Or just, I don't know. I just should watch just it. Just watch it. Don't even wait for me. Just watch it. I know. Like, watch it tonight. It's I so should. It's such a good movie. I know. Movie. It's Winona. Winona is like so pretty. And Janine Garofalo is oh, really, right. really cool in it. And Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke is like prime. He's like prime Ethan prime Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Like fucking yeah. babing it out, smoking hella cigs. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've been watching some like older movies. Uh-huh. I've noticed, like, I watched a Sex in the City episode recently, oh, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, Carrie's teeth are kind of yellow." Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. Like Ethan Hawke's teeth are kind of yellow, and he's always smoking <laughs> cigarettes, but he's still really hot and like yeah. crusty. Yeah, you know? like that. And crusty Ben Stiller 90s guy. directed it, which is weird. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's nuts. Yeah, he's like a yuppie. He plays a yuppie mm, in it. That makes it's sense. Like, yeah, that's funny. It's the whole thing is like her trying to choose between a yuppie and like babelicious Ethan Hawke. Uh, oh, hello. <laughs> I know. And the yuppie is Ben Stiller, so I mean, <laughs> easy choice. Also, like I love the video. I feel like 
<clears throat> there's so much wrought iron. <laughs> it was her apartment. That, with, like, nothing in it. And yeah. I feel like that was, like, such rich a... Rich ni- bitch. Yeah. Big-ass Soho apartment. <laughs> like, that was such a 90s vibe. Like, the dope, empty loft apartments and videos. Like, I feel like Duncan Cheek was going to, like, pop around the corner <laughs> any second and bust into one of his songs. Which, fun fact, they were buddies in college. Her and ah. Duncan Cheek. So... Yeah, must be nice 1990s Lisa Loeb living Dude, in that dope apartment. But maybe know, that's why she has no furniture. Yeah, I know. She just has a really cute wardrobe, which yeah. I feel like she is like Shakespeare in that. Like her look is like a Shakespearean play and that oh. it never, like it's evergreen. Right. It's always cool. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Because like her outfit is yeah. like so cute and it's right. like, I can't think I would of. Wear it. I would wear it. Yeah. I would have worn it like at any time since right. like. Yeah. Like, in high school, I would have worn that outfit. Yeah, yeah. Like, college, now. Also, did you, I, me, my friends and I went through a phase, like, in the early aughts when we'd, like, go, we were, like, we would go clubbing, but, like, nerdy places. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, the Britpop mod night. So, oh, we'd yeah. be, like, me in too. turtlenecks and, like, yes. boots. I used to go to a place called Pop Scene in San Francisco when I was in college. Oh, cute. Was yeah. Like Ours that. was, like, um, bang. Oh, beat it. yes, Club Bang and Beat It. I Parabion, went to those in high school, yeah. Because um, they had, like, the the young kids' night. It was 18 and over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it 18 and over or 16 and over? It was 18. Okay. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like, my friends and I would always wear, like, fake Lisa Loeb glasses. Have we talked about this before? I feel like we have. Because I'm like, I remember talking about how we always wanted to get in the pictures that they would right. post on, on like, <laughs> right. online. They would post them on their website That's, or, like, yeah. on MySpace. MySpace. Or yeah. Totally. Yeah. But like, they would, like, wash you yeah. out. <laughs> I feel like... You were in one, you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's I think on, we've talked about this. Yeah, we did. It's okay. Sorry, guys. Repeat. Oh, we distracted. Sorry. Sorry. But um, yeah, the my outfits. friends and I all had like fake, fake Lisa Loeb frames yeah. that like were clear glass. and She made it cool. Ugh, yeah. So cool. She calls her look natural versus trendy. Mm. Which it is. Totally. But she's starting the trend. Like yeah. she's the trendsetter. She is. And yeah. I guess like that thing was filmed in just like two takes. Like the video oh. it was just like easy peasy. Yeah, they're like, let's hurry up and film this so we can yeah. bone. And she's like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> in this big empty loft, like, right? uh, what's that movie, Midnight in Paris style? Yeah. <laughs> Except yes. not rape. Except not rape. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I love her so much. Um, and that was Ethan Hawke's hmm. cat in the beginning. Oh. BT dubs. I watched pop up video. They so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, we should start doing that more. There's like, oh, yeah. There's like the pop up, VH1 pop up videos are on YouTube. Dude, we're. Our research, our heavy Wikipedia deep dives for you guys. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I I was, you know, obviously reading about it. And this, the, like, it, I think the song starts with and, and you say. Yeah. So it's just like, sounds like this one big long run-on sentence mm-hmm. like the whole song and there's no chorus it's just like yeah verses um which is crazy that because that's kind of not traditional and but it was this huge hit right it right. was the first song ever um by an unsigned artist to hit number one. Oh damn which is rad she that's wasn't awesome. even signed that's so crazy and she got a one million advance <clears throat> for it that's how she got that apartment yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I, she said <clears throat> when she was writing it you know, there was a call out. Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates was gonna do like a solo album, <laughs> so she was like trying. She was 
she wrote that song with like him in mind. Like she was writing it for him because she was like, you know, wanted to like sell a song to like make Maybe a ton of money. They were boning. Ew. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> And just, you know, the whole thing about, you know, and this woman was singing my song about how everyone feels this way sometimes when they're in love. Like you turn on the radio and every song relates to you yes. and your experience. Yeah. And like kind of like Mariah Carey, remember? Yeah. And her song. Totally. And it's yeah. all cheesy yes. and like, but it's cheesy and for a reason because it resonates and mm-hmm. that's what, yeah. I have a question Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't look at the lyrics like written down, mm-hmm. but you know, this part where she's like, you say I talk so all the time. <laughs> so wait, but what does that mean? She talks slow all the oh, time. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found this really I great. Said, I talk so as, <laughs> oh, I'm like, you mean like you say so a lot? Like, I don't know what that means. So. <laughs> I'm really bad at interpreting lyrics. Well, there's a video I found on YouTube of her, like, going through the lyrics and interpreting all of them. Oh. It's really cute. That's cool. And it's, like, recenter. It's and she really probably cute. looks exactly the same. Like, she's a totally, babe. She's totally. an evergreen babe. Yeah. Um, also, do you have anything else more about, like, that video or? Um, uh, just that I read that um, there was a pretty big crew I think there was like, let's see, there was, well, there was 40 crew. What the hell? And so they filled it, like you said, it was just like, they just did it in two takes. And I think in the video, it's a continuous one shot. It's one shot. Uh So anyways, the 40 crew members were all pressed up against this wall as she's like walking around her apartment. Yeah. So it's kind of a funny visual, like when you watch the video (laughs) to imagine that behind the camera is just like this massive crowd of people people. and they're like slammed against this wall. Do you remember her 2006 E! television reality show called Number One Single? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember? I totally <laughs> forgot until you just said that right now. Yes. Did you watch it? Yes, but I don't remember it, like, it at so all. It was so good. It was good. I remember really liking it. Yeah. So And this, it was funny, right? It was. Yeah, it was funny. So, like... Um, oh my God, I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah, so I couldn't find like any full episodes, but there was like a few clips online. Um, in this reality-based series... Can we post a clip on the website? For sure. Okay. Um, she... All, CryingAmazingCrazy.com. <laughs> she narrated all of the episodes and um, she was documenting her life as a single woman in her mid-30s as she attempted to re-enter the dating scene after two failed relationships each of which lasted six years. With the help of her sister, Debbie, and her longtime friend, Stephanie, and her ex-boyfriend, she was given advice on how to find love. But And it's a scripted show. No, it was right? reality. It was a I reality it was show. A scripted show. Mm-hmm. It's a reality no? show. And it's like early My God, I vaguely, reality I just show vaguely remember it. Vibes. Like it's really poor quality. I'm like it's, it up right yeah. Now. Um what was it called again? One number number, number one single. And um so anyway, even as she pursued Mr. Wright, she also hoped that when she did find him, she would finally achieve a goal that she had always dreamed of, having a family of her own. With her musical career and her pursuit of the perfect man causing a little friction in her life, she hoped that she would find the balance and she could balance the two in more ways than one. So obviously she didn't find love on this show, but it was really funny because like her friends were really funny. She was like, her attitude about the whole thing was just was like... Was it on VH1? It was on E!, Oh, okay. yeah. But three years after the series ended, she married Roar, Rowie 
Hershkovitz, the music <laughs> coordinator for Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. And then she gave birth to a baby girl um, three years after that. So she eventually she did find it, love and had a baby. not on the show. Right. <laughs> and then I went further down a rabbit hole and found a clip on the Oprah network, Where Are They Now, of Lisa Loeb. And it was really sweet because, like, the whole point of her finding a mate was, like, she just wanted children. And so it was cool to, like, see her, like... If it'll load, married and having having had kids already. How old is she now? Well, oh, in yeah. 2009, she had her first baby, and she was 41 when she oh, had her first kid. Oh, God. Seriously? Yeah. Um, let's see. Forward. She is 50. Holy shit. Fuck. She still looks bomb. She looks so good. She would be a good Halloween costume. Totally. From the music video. But do you think that like people, people would get it? Because it's yeah. like, I think my iPod, iPad is from when Lisa Loeb first got married in <laughs> 2006. <laughs> and this woman was singing my song, Lovers in Love, and the other one stayed. I only know like the beginning of that song. I don't even know any of her other songs. Do you I know? don't either. <laughs> was she? I don't. I don't think she. I feel like she probably sold a lot of songs like yeah. to other artists and like. I probably made her money that way. This is my husband, Rowie Hershkovitz. Uh, we, uh, uh, we've been married six years. So Rowie Jones, music production supervisor on Conan O'Brien. When we like got married, we worked well together so because we're both sort of production-minded. We put together a wedding really quickly. Uh, we just planned together a wedding in two and a half months. Yeah. We just decided uh, to get married and then... Conan moved to LA, yeah. and we wanted to bang out a New York wedding in a minute. Look how cute her wedding dress is. So sweet. I think it might be younger than him. She not wears her glasses. I know. Look at their puppets. <laughs> They're so perfect for each other. They are muppets made that look like them. And by the green skin, you should be able to tell that that's me. <laughs> They're just so cute. They're like nerdy. Rowie is a cute name, too. It's really cute. Anyway, she found her happiness. Yay. She's not alone all the time. So those aren't really words, but (laughs) I was really proud of her. And it was really fun to like watch this video and go down this hole with this one. I don't know. Yeah. Just like made me feel very happy. To go down that hole. Yeah. (laughs) Lisa Loeb's hole. On that note. (sighs) Well, that was sweet. That was really sweet. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. Keep crying, everyone. Keep crying. Bye. Bye. That was better. (laughs) Bye. You say, stay. say